you've been keeping up with the show, you will have heard about Sylvester de Silva in the news. Now, he finally talks to journalist Carrie Saxon in a podcast he's very fond of calling The De Silva Linings Ghost Book. And welcome to the final episode of the series, De Silver Linings Ghost Book. I'm Carrie Saxon, and with me is Sylvester De Silva. Hey, Sylvester. Hello, Carrie. I can't believe it. I know, the we got end. it. We the got to the final end. Final episode. I didn't think it was going to last this long. I thought no. literally second episode in and we'd be pulled off the podcast site or you'd had, you'd have enough and or I'd have enough more than likely. And that would be it. But here we go. Six episodes. What an achievement. Congratulations to you. Oh, congrats. Congrats to you. But we haven't actually got through the sixth episode yet. So Uh, we've still got a long way to go. Still got a long way to go. The end is in sight, though. The end is in sight. The end is in sight. I've prepared for this episode, you know, Carrie. Yeah, mentally prepared or have you had a drink? Uh, Mentally prepared. But I have a sometimes. Do you ever have a go song? I don't have a ghost song. Do you and have ghost songs? That's a go song, not ghost song, but ah, you can okay. have a ghost song if you want. No. Yeah, you know what I mean by ghost song, don't you? A ghost song? No, I yeah, know. Yeah, ghost song. Like, you know, you have a, like a, a track, a bit of music that, you know, really gets you all fired up and going. Gotta Get Through This by Daniel Bedenfield. That's a good one. Mine yep. is um, probably O Fortuna. O Fortuna, really? Yeah. Or, oh. or the uh, Raiders, Raiders March from of- Indiana Jones. Of course. I, th- I I could have been an Indiana Jones, you know, Carrie? I think you could have, especially the fourth one. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, you know, let, let's leave it there. Leave less. In fact, what? Fourth one? I don't remember. Yeah, let's not ever talk about the fourth one. Last week then, have you got over talking to your old friend foe, Katrina Woods? My friend foe. Yeah, yeah. that's it. Now I think we've uh, well and truly water under the bridge, but that's it. That's done. Done and I- dusted. Yeah, because we've never actually uh, played that Ghost Luther's theme, have we, on here either? No, we haven't. Well, I thought there was some um, legal issue, was there? Oh, God, no. Richard, because he's still here. Richard, can you play the theme for us? There you go. Does that bring back some happy memories? Oh, goodness me. Isn't that true? <laughs> some, somebody went mad on Garage Band with that, didn't they? <laughs> it was kind of dull, but it was fitting. It was fitting for the time. It was a little bit spooky. I suppose you had some kind of haunting voices in the background. Katrina loved it, though. Oh, I'm sure she did. I'm sure oh, she yeah. It was her theme did. tune. Because that is still the theme tune for Ghost Losers, even on the YouTube series now. Yeah, yeah. Goodness me. Get over it. Yeah. So, but anyway, Carrie, I've got some bad news. Oh no! What's the matter? I've not mentioned them in the past, and uh, I don't think I ever will again. The Society for Psychical Research. You familiar with them? A little bit. Tell me more about them. Well, the SPR or SPR that mm. uh, we uh, we in the trade refer to them as. So, a bit of background for the people who don't know who they are. They were founded in 1882. Proudly claimed to be the first scientific body to examine claims of paranormal and general spooky goings on right and i've had 
a bit of a turbulent relationship with that society. I really okay. have. I've been an on and off member for goodness how many years. I've been kicked out and allowed to rejoin more times than Ken Livingston and the Labour Party. <laughs> Lovely analogy. The over, I think the over 35s will get that joke. Yeah. Oh, you get the gist. You get, get the it. gist. I got but, it. But, you know, to be fair, though, you know, and I had a letter through this morning saying that, uh, Sylvester, unfortunately, it's that time again for you to be ejected from the society. So oh, what did you do now? I, I honestly don't know. I think this uh, whole news business, I think yeah. they don't really like this podcast. They think I've uh, brought the society into disrepute, which is ridiculous. Absolutely ridiculous. How could you? How could I? Exactly. It's, it's I mean, the thing, the thing that irks me the most, though, Carrie, is that, to be fair, the SPR, they're jolly good when it comes to research. Mm. And quite often I check out their website because they've got lists of the uh, current research that's ongoing. Right. And they give, they give out grants to people to go and study a particular topic. Usually it's uh, in some quite nice locations around Europe. Right. And Brexit hasn't put a stop to that yet, I take it. No, I mean, you know, if you can get yourself a good grant and get posted somewhere nice in Italy, I mean, particularly yeah. during the winter months, it's uh, it's pretty oh, I good. Imagine, yeah. Yeah. So there we have it. Bit of bad news this morning. Oh no, I'm sorry, Sylvester. Maybe this will cheer you up. I've had some correspondence from an old Ghost Luthers person. I think he was. After your time. Oh, oh, I know who you're going to say. It's uh, Sandra Devereaux. Sandra Devereaux. Now, listen, Carrie, <laughs> I'm not one to talk ill about my peers and my colleagues in the uh, psychic medium realm. But honestly, what a dull character. And don't, you know, nobody, don't tell me that I've just got sour grapes because he's the one that ended up replacing me on Gogsuthers. He, he's dull as ditch water. He really is. Do you want to know what he had to say? I think you're going to read it out anyway, Carrie, so you may as well get it over and done with. The point of his correspondence, I believe, was to say maybe he could be a replacement for you in the second oh, series. Oh, goodness. He's had it podcast. again. His old tricks yet again. Well, yeah. that's not going to happen anyway, though, Carrie, is it? Because joke's on him. There's not going to be a second series. Exactly. And what does he, what's he thinking? Plus, no. I could be talking to a different podcast, obviously. Someone's got to pay the bills, but yeah, Carrie, it's you never would, you... going to be called that. The Silver Linings Ghost Book. No, what are you going to it's call it? You. Devereaux. I'm not, no, not even going to waste the time thinking about a title for him. He can do that himself. For those of you who don't know about Xander, we could play a little clip from Ghost Luthers for you. Okay, Katrina, this is it. This is the spot. This is where Gilbert the Great was alleged to have died. In that very corner we are standing now. Yes, that's it. I'll try and commune with him. I just ask that you stand there. Don't move. Not even an inch. I just need to get my breathing right. Give me a moment. Here we go. Gilbert, this is Alexander Devereaux speaking. I'm, I'm sure you've heard me. Um, I just ask that... If you're here, then you speak. You speak to us now, and we will listen. Speak. Piss off. Uh, uh, okay, I, I can feel him trying to get through. There's just there's just too much negative energy in here, Katrina. He just hasn't got your energy, has he? Sylvester? Yeah, what? Sylvester? Yeah. Oh, sorry, Carrie. That, that clip sent me to sleep. You know, I, I, I did catch wind. Yeah, energy... There is no energy there whatsoever. I yeah. did say dull as dishwater. 
He's the most unconvincing medium there is. And you heard it here from Sylvester. I mean, again, no disrespect. No disrespect. We're grateful that you got in touch. Peace and love. All the best to him, but less said the better. This week, Sylvester would like to talk about the Enfield haunting. So the facts about the Enfield haunting are, between 1977 and 79, a house on Green Street, Brimstown, Enfield, was said to be haunted by a poltergeist who specifically centred on two of the four children that lived there. The two children, Margaret, aged 13, and Janet, aged 11, obviously in 77, claimed they could hear knocking sounds in the wall. Police were called and a constable apparently saw a chair wobble and slide, but couldn't determine the course of the movement. Moving on, you know, apparently the kids were haunted and the youngest one, I believe, was possessed by a ghost called Bill. Now, the hauntings only happened over an 18-month period and nothing was ever talked about it again since. So, Sylvester, you want to talk about it. And let's be clear, you didn't investigate this haunting because I don't even think you were alive at this time. So, No, exactly <laughs> right. A little before my time, only a yeah. little bit, though. Um, so, no, you're right. But, I mean, Carrie, it's the, big, it's the big one as far as I'm concerned. It's still talked about, you know, in, in conversation. It pops up in documentaries, this, that and the other from time to time, even to this day, and features quite prominently in big Hollywood films, as we see in in The Conjuring and and all that. Yeah. Um, So it's it's the big one, as far as we're concerned. And I I mentioned the SPR earlier today. We had um, a gentleman by the name of uh, Morris Gross, who was a member of the SPR, who Mm -hmm. went in there to investigate it. Um, He was pretty convinced that it was all genuine and real, and there was was more than one spirit, apparently. More than one. Um, More than one, was there? Yeah, you had, uh, I mean, the, the, you mentioned the uh, the two girls and paranormal activity seemed to be centred on Janet. Yes, the youngest Janet. girl. Yep, and I mean, she said that you can watch it on YouTube. There's plenty of clips about it yeah. when they were interviewed by uh, the BBC and, and all that. And I mean, I think quite tellingly, she says at one point when her, when she's asked, is the house haunted? And she says, no, it's not haunted. She did, yes. They both came out later on and said... We made stuff up to impress people. I yeah. don't know if they were the years impressed, but that's what I got from it. They wanted to give people a show. Yeah, and I think, I don't know if this is true, a rumour I heard was that the mum, Peggy, she didn't, because she was divorced, so mm-hmm. single mother with all these kids in this house, and she didn't like the house. And she no. Was trying, she was trying to move. Exactly. And, uh, you know, what a way to get publicity. Yeah. So and to just claim like, the house is haunted. And just like, any logical person, rather than claim that you're having issues with neighbours, crime, whatever, let's go straight for the big guns and say that the house is haunted. No, you are surprising me, Sylvester. Uh, you know, Carrie, you know, I have studied this this uh, subject you... in quite quite some serious detail. And um, like I, I did mention, apparently there was more than one spirit. I mean, the mm-hmm. girls, they, they made reference to... Um, fella called Stuart, another one called Fred. There was another one called Dirty Dick as well. Really? Wow. Exactly. I think less said about Dirty Dick, the better. I think so. I don't know what his story was, but I'm not (laughs) sure if I want to know. So, yeah, bit of a a strange one. It's a big one. So So, what do you think, Harry? Go on then. What what do you think? 
I, I think it's obvious that this haunting didn't happen. I've got no problem with the girls. They were children at the time. Children make stuff up. Don't blame them at all. If they were getting a bit of attention, they people they were getting famous. Got no problem with the children. I am, however, concerned that the adults in the story, like Morris Gross and Guy Lyon Playfair, were playing into their hands a bit. I feel... I mean, I don't know, but I kind of feel that they might have been exploiting these children. Mm. Well, what, okay, Carrie. Well, what do what you about, think? What about, so they, they said that, you know, you mentioned about the police officers. I'm not sure if this area of um, London is covered by the Met Police, um, right. in which case I'm not surprised if it were the Met Police <laughs> that they couldn't come up with a logical explanation, but I digress. So there was, there was the knocking, constant knocking, mm. footsteps, uh, and the voices. Now, apparently... Janet was the one being used a lot to to project these otherworldly voices. Mm. And they did notice that when Janet was speaking, apparently with the voice of Bill, had the habit of just suddenly changing topics, which is a habit that Janet also had. And also as well, during one of the interviews that Janet had as Bill, you can hear us say, uh, apparently, the beginning of a joke. Really? Yeah. And in, in this gruff voice, she says, knock, knock. Who's there? Doctor Who. Oh, no. And it completely fell apart. And she, <laughs> you look at the look on her face. She's like, oh, I've, I've messed this up now. I'm, yeah. t- I'm just supposed to say doctor. We all know who, who else went there. The Warrens. The Warrens, yeah. And they, know, turned, they turned up uninvited, didn't they? Yeah. And if we were to believe the film, they were a major part of it. But I believe in real life that didn't have an awful lot to do with it. No. But surprisingly, or not surprisingly, they were convinced that the events had a supernatural explanation. Because they would, wouldn't they? Because well, that's how they made a living. Yeah. I mean, I have said in the past that, you know, the Warrens were genuine. Yeah. However. That. However. Yeah. I'm not entirely convinced by the Enfield haunting. Are you serious? I'm being deadly serious. I'm oh not convinced. Goodness. Are you saying that you don't believe there was a haunt in there? No, I think there is a different explanation. And I, I do subscribe to a bit of a conspiracy theory, maybe, <gasps> Carrie. Yeah. I, I subscribe to the, the idea that perhaps maybe that they wanted a bit of attention and perhaps wanted to get out of the house. And so this entire story, this entire situation was fabricated, concocted. I don't know whose idea it was. I mean, you assume it would have been the mother, Peggy, mm. but and the girls obviously went along with it, whether willingly or under duress, what have you. And it was, I mean, you know, they got plenty of media attention, didn't they? Well, they did. And I think that's what happened. The more media attention they got, the more spooky things that seemed to take place in the house. Yes. Very, I mean... It was, I suppose, a bit spooky, but you know, made all the headlines and all that. Um, but a couple of inconsistencies, right. and I have looked into this, Carrie. So this character, Bill, that uh, yes. Janet claimed was the most dominant of all these spirits knocking about in this house, in an interview she gave as Bill said mm. that he was 72 when he died. He went blind first and then died of a hemorrhage while sat in the chair in the corner of the living room. Mm. Well, this Bill character did live in this address, which is uh, Green Street. Yes, yes. He did live there. He did live there, yes. However, he died when he was 61. Really? And he had a stroke, not a hemorrhage. Big difference. Oh, I didn't realise that. I can't believe we're on the same page with this, Sylvester. Yeah. Something very weird going on. Yeah. And do you know how I know? 
Oh, go on. How do you know? Well, first and foremost, the facts about Bill and the fact that it was all a fabrication is because Bill has told me. Oh, God. Of course he has. Yeah. I have been in touch with Bill. Oh, no. And he has confirmed to me that the entire thing was a total lie. And if anything, those rotten girls, as he refers to them, set him up and he's been made to look like, well, like an actual demon, if you've seen The Conjuring. It was going so well. Tell me more what Bill said. Well, I tell you what, Carrie, I'll do one better. I've actually got him on the old psychic line, ready to uh, ready to come through. I don't believe you, but hey, let's just do this. Well, we've talked about possessions in the past. We I've have. not done it on the programme before because... Because I'm, it's I'm not, not possible. Uh, you know, it's because, Carrie, I've not had anybody with anything important to say, but I think Bill's story is quite important. So we'll patch him through now. Bear with me, I just need to get prepared. Oh, gosh. Hello. Hello, Bill. Hello, who's that? Carrie Saxon, speaking to Sylvester De Silva. Oh, yeah, I, I know this Sylvester, yeah, he's, he's, he's all right, he's, he's all right, yeah. Um, I'm interviewing him as part of a podcast. Oh, that's right, yeah, he said that I could borrow his, uh, his old uh, voice box. Tell my side of the story, innit? Yeah, go for it, knock yourself out. Well, uh, my, my name's Bill, uh, Bill Watkins, I uh, lived in, uh, in Enfield back in the day, I understand... Uh, a degree of time has gone past since then, and uh, I've uh, been made famous, or rather I've been made a little infamous, you could say, because of some old motion pictures, some uh, films that have been uh, people have come up with in, uh, in Hollywood, and they've uh, portrayed me as something of a, of a demon. Yes. Sylvester has said that he can uh, act on my behalf uh, to be a bit of a legal advocate and see if he can get some money my way. Really? Okay. What the real story is, I lived in uh, I lived in Enfield, nice uh, nice birth town, and uh, I died in uh, the early 60s. I had a stroke, and then in the 70s, this family moves in, and uh, I still find myself in the house. Can't complain, you know, lovely house, lovely house. All of a sudden, I, I see this, uh, this girl, Peggy, with her kids, and she says, oh, I hate this house, I can't get out of it can't wait to go and i hear her say that i'll tell you what i'm gonna make up some story about there's a ghost in the house and uh, the old girl janet the daughter starts making up some tall tales about me that i'm this monster that keeps possessing her and keeps chucking her out of bed well it, it wasn't me i just want a quiet life this family comes in starts tearing things up yeah i think oh i've had enough of this and come 79 i'm uh, i'm out of the house on to the old Tottenham grand well, that's a very interesting story, Bill. Um, thank you for joining us. Oh, by the way, Kat, before I go, I've got, a, I've got a bit of a joke for you. Okay. Knock, knock. Who's there? Doctor. Doctor who? Hey, we got it this time, didn't Yay. we? Yay. Uh, well done, well done. Do, do you want me to pass? Uh... I really like Sylvester back. God bless. Ta-da. Bye. Sylvester, come back to me, Sylvester. Oh, I'm already here, Carrie. Oh, okay. I, was I just perfected doing that. this possession business. You know, I just allow them in and then off they go and then I can resume. I'm literally speechless. For a moment there, Sylvester, I felt we were on the same page. We were going in the same way. You actually were agreeing with me that there was no haunting. And then you made me interview a man you were possessed by. Yeah. Oh, my God, this is the last week. Right. So the reason we were here all this time is finally come. I finally get to ask you about why you're in the news. Oh, I don't fancy it now, Carrie, to be honest. No, we're doing this now. Oh, go on then. We're doing this now. 
This goes back to April 2020. Britain is in complete lockdown and you are in Virginia, USA. Then a piece of footage dating back maybe 10 years comes to light on YouTube. You did a filmed reading for someone who was anonymous and you probably can't remember them anyway. So 10 years ago, Carrie, of course I I can't. Exactly. I can't remember what was happening 10 minutes ago. That's right. Exactly right. I think there's more to that, but we'll get to that later. And it somehow caught the attention of someone on Twitter and it kind of broke the internet for a few days. In the reading, you predicted that 2020 would be a start of a new time in the world. Things were going to change. There was a start warning to the person having a reading to prepare for the worst. You said that we were told to stay in our houses, not to leave anything but food and medical supplies if necessary. Schools were closed, cinemas, theatres, restaurants were closed. Don't even see your loved ones was the warning. And as we all know, that turned out to be true. You even uttered the word corona. However, I've also watched the footage and you mentioned Budweiser as well. And this I cannot deny, Carrie. There's a couple of things to this. Conspiracy theorists suggested that the virus was out around then or you wouldn't have known about it. So they're saying they knew 10 years ago that this was coming. I'm calling nonsense on that. But then you'd have to consider you were foretelling something. But I've watched the footage and I think there's a phrase in there that everyone is missing. Go for the head. Sylvester, you said this was all about hats. I think this is what you've been alluding to for weeks about the hats. You know, go for the head. I believe you thought there was going to be a zombie apocalypse instead. Like to explain that further? Hey, Carrie, I'm sorry to disappoint you. No zombie apocalypse. It was all a disease. Right. Well, you say that, but the footage shows your eyes are red, blotchy. It seems to be around the time you were sacked and you went on a drunken retreat in your family's vineyards in Portugal. Which I've mentioned, yes. Yes. Sylvester, had you watched too much Dawn of the Dead? No, you're right, Carrie. Back in the vineyard, drinking copious amounts of wine and just watching zombie film after zombie film. And there's nothing wrong with a zombie film. I'm not criticising you at all. But obviously this started talking about prediction as if it was real. Yes. Um, Which obviously you've said it was. So how do you you account for this then? How do you suppose that I came up with this? Ten years ago, might I add. Ten years ago. No clue. I mean, what year were we then? 2010. It, oh, well, course. I say it was around 10 years ago. I don't have the exact date of the footage. 2010. I, I think that, that was a spooky year as well, wasn't it? Because you all exactly. know what happened in 2010. But then just think you jumped to the next big moment in time, which would have been 2020. So that's how you got to the attention of a certain JE who wanted you to investigate. Oh, goodness CD. me. Yes, I thought that this was going to be the end of it. But no, it's. I shouldn't have gotten involved in this whole situation. I, don't I really think you shouldn't should have. have because but any but Carrie, you know, I gotta be honest, as far as I'm concerned, any news is good news. You know, if it gets my name up there in the in the headlines on Twitter, whatever, if people are talking about old De Silva, then I'm doing something right, aren't I? But yes, I think I could have picked a better scandal to get involved in. Um J E being will use the name Joseph Extravagant. Right, a, uh, a chap who is currently in prison and he used to own a sanctuary which housed large felines. Yes. Did get me to go down to Florida back when I was spending some time in the USA to investigate this lady who we will refer to as Carolyn Buskin to go down there because there was all this 
all this silly nonsense about her killing her husband and feeding him to tigers. And it makes logical sense, doesn't it? Get get a psychic medium, get him down there and see if we can pick up on any emanations, any communications, what have you, with the dead husband and see if we can confirm the theory once and for all. But that's it. But then you refuse to talk about it publicly until now. Then for weeks you've talked at a drivel about stuff I'm not sure you believe in or not. So, Sylvester, do you actually believe in ghosts? Do I believe in ghosts? The important question is, Carrie, do you believe in ghosts? No. Because Sylvester De Silva is back and he's here to stay. Forget about ghosts with us. I'm my own man now and I've got my own business, which is about to take the world by storm. Richard, roll the clip because I know how much you love adverts, Carrie. Here's your sponsor. Is your home under siege from paranormal forces? Are you losing sleep because a pesky poltergeist keeps pottering in the pantry? Or are you keen to find out where Granny left her stash of priceless jewels? You need to call in an expert. You need to call in Sylvester Da Silva, psychic medium extraordinaire. No supernatural job too big or small. You name it, I'll sort it. Sylvester Da Silva Paranormal Services will aid you no matter what. I specialize in hauntings, demonology, and mixology. For all your cocktail needs, I don't just specialise in those unholy spirits. Book your free consultation today. Plus, as a special offer, you'll receive a free bottle of Sylvester de Silva's Miracle Tonic Water. Don't waste any more of your time. Get in touch today. So that's it, is it? You've just come back. You're not going to tell me what happened, what was your thought process when you did the original reading. We're not talking Carrie, about that, are we? The thing is, Carrie, sometimes you can't explain the paranormal. There are forces at work that we can't possibly understand. I, because of my more open mind than, say, someone like you, no disrespect, am able to comprehend a little bit. But there are things out there we don't understand. And who knows? It just came to me. I will never understand. How about this, Carrie? You and me, we pitch an idea to a TV production company, preferably Netflix, go and give us some money, and we start our own ghost hunting show. What do you say about that? We've done so well these last six episodes. We'll call it, we'll call it the fantastic Sylvester De Silva show with Carrie Saxon. Yeah, I'm going to get a suit. The amazing Sylvester De Silva joined by Carrie Saxon. Yeah, I think we need to talk off air. Time for this week's Q and A. Um, I haven't picked the, the last Q and A, Carrie. The last Q and A for the time being. Yeah. So, I mean, obviously, people still send me questions oh, if you want. I questions. Can't, I can't guarantee um, I'll answer them. Just, just via him, not via me, though. Um, I was given the questions this week, so I'm in the dark as much as you are. So let's just carry on. I've got the email open, and question one is from a Dan L. You are amazing. Will you be touring again soon? Oh, what a question. Absolutely. I, I mean, if there's an appetite for it, of course I will. You know, obviously with precautions and all that, social distancing, I might start with a bit of a an online tour. How about that? Mm-hmm. Okay. That's a good That's a good idea, actually, yeah. isn't it? Soon. How much do you reckon I could charge for, um, obviously, like, they're going to be sitting in their own seats, so I don't want to you know, take the mic, do I? Well, you could charge literally pennies for that, couldn't you? Food for thought. Like 10 quid? Oh, we'll see. Yeah. Okay, question two is from uh, Fred L. Big fan of your work. When can I get a reading? Oh, anytime you like. 
again, I mentioned it, you know, we, with the social distancing measures, lockdown and all this, online readings are, are the way to go, I think. Yeah, much more convenient. Okay. And question three is from SDS. This is the best podcast I've ever listened to. Thanks, Sylvester. Okay, thanks for Sylvester. Where can I get a signed autograph? Oh, goodness me. Who is this person? I think you've put the questions in yourself this week, haven't you? SDS. Oh, no, that's not me. Can't possibly be. Uh, signed, signed merchandise. Well, we'll put it on the website, won't we? Uh, you, you'll do that for me, won't you, Carrie? Oh, yeah, I've got nothing better to do. It's fine. Well, you can <laughs> sign something as well. We'll come up with some um, compromise because I'm not sure if you sign it, will it depreciate in value? Yeah. We'll have to work that out. Okay. And that's the questions for this episode and indeed this series. Thank you, Sylvester. No problem. Anytime, of course. I can't believe. What are we going to do with our time now? What are you going to be doing now, Carrie? Oh, now, that this, uh, now that you're most, the most <laughs> successful podcast you've ever come up with has finally finished. What are you doing now? Well... Back to writing in that old tatty magazine. I have, I have got, I have got a book deal starting in October. Oh. Yes. Um, What's that about? It. I've got to be quiet about it. Fraudulent psychic mediums. No, it's got nothing to do with the supernatural. Ah, well, That's you've lost me already. Way. If it's not about the supernatural, I'm yeah. not interested. Of course. And what about you? What are you doing now? Oh, back, well, I've mentioned the uh, renewed, re-energised business that's uh, going to be, uh, it's always a good time, middle of September, end of September, you know, before the Halloween rush, really yeah. gets people's spirits up, you know, in that kind of, in that sense, get the interest going and you just ride the wave then. Well, that seems to be us for this series. Thank you, Sylvester, for joining me. Thank you, Carrie, for having me. Yeah, and it was lovely to finally get to the news and get nothing from you. But well, what were you expecting? Yeah, good point. Excellent point. Let's keep the enigma that is Sylvester de Silva. Precisely Take- right. <laughs> Take care, Sylvester. Goodbye, Carrie. Bye, everybody. Bye, everyone. Mucho amor. podcast was devised and performed by John Parry and Jackie J. Sarah. It is a deliciously bright production. If you enjoyed this, please give us a five-star review or donate via Buy Me A Coffee. All details, including full credits, can be found on the website ghostbookpodcast.com.